Hey, Gathering Midtown, Jake Oshbacher here again, Associate Pastor. Glad to be with you uh, today, uh, whether it's Saturday or Sunday or some other day, we are just blessed to be with you uh, going through the scriptures. And again, this uh, time we are in the book of Proverbs uh, in our summer series entitled Wisdom's Cry. And uh, again, as I mentioned last week, I'll mention again this week, uh, we just really hope that this series has been a blessing to you uh, throughout this summer. And one of the key reasons we wanted to do this series and one of the reasons I really hope it's been a blessing is because I feel like, um, I think a lot of us feel like so many of us desire wisdom and we have a lot of places we can go to for wisdom, right? Um, but our hope was that we could find wisdom in the scriptures together. So um, our, again, our hope is that it, is, it has been a blessing to you. Um, and if it has, and, and you have more questions about what we're talking about here in the Proverbs, reach out to us. Feel free to reach out to me, shake at gatheringmidtown.com, and I would love to talk to you more about uh, what we're learning this summer. I have my notes here, uh, and we're going to dive in together. So today, again, we return to, as I'd mentioned previously, Proverbs 18, uh, or we return to the book of Proverbs, to chapter 18. Um, and one thing I want to talk about before we actually hone in on the verse that I have for us uh, today is uh, the overarching theme of Proverbs. And as I was studying uh, this past week through the book, uh, or through uh, chapter 18, was the reality that if you take a pen or a pencil or a marker or a highlighter um, and you mark everything that has to do with words, hearing, speech, the tongue, the mouth, lips, understanding, uttering, uh, you realize that there is a theme to to this to this chapter, um, and it is that uh, words really, really matter. They matter to your own heart. They matter to the hearts and the minds and the spirits and the bodies of those people around you. And they matter to God too, which is why we can go to the scriptures and read so much about the importance of words, the importance of what we say and how we say it and who we say it to and when we say it. So that leads us to verse 4 in chapter 18 today. So uh, pull up your Bible app or grab your Bible, your paper Bible. You really should have a paper Bible. Uh, it's old school. It's awesome. Lick your tongue and turn the pages. It's great experience. I highly recommend it. Verse 4, let's read together. I'm going to be reading from the ESV. The words of a man's mouth are deep waters. The fountain of wisdom is a bubbling brook. This is the word of the Lord. I feel, I, I feel, and I, I have a feeling you feel, and I think a lot of Americans feel, that words have really significantly increased in weight over the past 18 months, 16, 17 months, somewhere in there. And we all know why. There's a myriad of reasons of why these words have gained weight. There's an importance that has uh, arisen 
around uh, the ideas uh, and the, uh, the reality of the need for racial reconciliation. There's a importance and a um, urgency in the words that deal with the pandemic and the health of Americans and people all around the world. Um, and, and I think there's also a reality that a lot of us, me included, very much so in this, have found that we have to sometimes protect ourselves against words. Um, we're inundated more today in today's society, today's culture, in today's world than any other time in history. We, we experience more words, more news, more intake of these things. The news, and then we have uh, national, state, local officials, people in power, their, their words carry weight, right? We look to the news source, we look to the headline, we look to the YouTube video, we look to all of these things, and we allow for these words to have weight with us. These words matter. But I think sometimes something that we forget is that our words matter as well, especially with the people that we interact with face-to-face every single day. I'm sure, uh, like me, many of you experienced your parents saying something along the lines of, uh, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. That's right. So this is a very skeletal version. It's a very society, societal, cultural version of the proverb we're reading today. It's just a Americanized, uh, culturalized uh, version of the proverb. The words of a man's mouth are deep waters. The fountain is wisdom, a, bubble, a, a bubbling brook. We also see the importance of words brought up in the book of Psalms. Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. That's Psalm 141, uh, verse 3. And not only in the book of Proverbs, not only in the book of Psalms, but uh, from the very beginning of the scriptures in Genesis, God uses his words to create. And then all the way in Revelation, John uses his words words to bring reality to the kingship and the kingdomship of Jesus. Uh, so it's there. It's, it's important, right? Now, here's the interesting thing. A lot of people think that, and, and it's not just random people. There's a lot of commentaries, biblical commentaries by wise uh, theologians who within their commentaries say this verse, verse four, basically uh, constitutes one singular idea that um, a words, the, the, a man's words are deep and wise and carry weight. But the reality is that if we go back to the verse, uh, culturally in ancient Israel, in the ancient Middle East, this idea, this verse would have been read as a comparison of two separate things. So here, here's, when I first read this scripture um, a while ago, actually, this is how I read it. The words of a man's mouth are deep waters. Oh, yeah, deep. Oh, so deep, so meaningful, uh, so serious. Uh, oh, in deep waters, there's lots of fish, lots of sustenance for a man's body and a woman's body. There's 
lot there to feed on. And oh, deep waters are cool and refreshing. And the fountain of wisdom is a bubbling brook. Yes, uh, the bubbling brook is, is it's moving and there's wisdom there. And, and, and we bring freshness to people. But that's not what the writer of the proverb is trying to do. He's actually trying to compare two things. Culturally, deep waters were, were, were viewed through the lens of two different things. One was that they're dark and mysterious and no one really knows what's down there. And two, uh, there were um, basically cisterns for human waste excrement uh, outside cities that were relatively deep. And that's what held those things. Uh, so let, let's read that first line again. The words of a man's mouth are deep waters. Hmm. Mysterious. Dark. You don't really know what's in there. Filth. Uh, dirtiness. Something that is unclean. Um, something you don't really want to deal with a whole lot. In comparison to the fountain of wisdom is a bubbling brook. And we know the wisdom comes from the Lord. And so we are witnessing here in this verse a comparison, a, a chance for us to uh, reflect on ourselves. Are we speaking from a place of deep waters? Or are we speaking from the wisdom of a bubbling brook? Um, now, we can use our words, uh, and I think that as uh, lies and secrets, triangulation, deception, things that have to do with the darkness of a deep of deep water. Or our words can be things that bring forth peace and joy, healing, reconciliation, and love. Matthew chapter 12, verses 33 to 37, speak directly to this idea and kind of encapsulate what I'm trying to say here. So let me read it for you. Um, read along with me. Again, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 12, verse 33 to 37. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For the tree is known by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good person, out of his good treasure, brings forth good. And the evil person, out of his evil treasure, brings forth evil. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Is the abundance of your heart dark and deep water? Or is the abundance of your heart coming from a place that is founded on the bedrock of Jesus Christ, our cornerstone, and this and that spring water, that bubbling brook, comes forth from that bedrock, clean, clear, cool, refreshing. Which one is it? For me, there's a lot of moments where I had to check my 
words. And I had to be careful with how I use them, especially around my children and my wife. I'd be very careful about uh, is, is what I am saying, is the words I'm using bringing death or life? Am I speaking from fear or from love? Same thing goes with family, coworkers, friends. Let me ask you a couple questions. Here we go. What are your words like when you're anxious? What are your words like when you're stressed out? What are your words like when you're sad? When you're angry? Versus, what are your words like when you're well prayed? When you're well scriptured? When you're well worshiped or well communityed? When you allow the depths of your heart to be fed by the things of God? What is the difference between those things? I think those are important questions for us to ask ourselves because it allows us to reflect on the daily use of words in our life. Are, are you different at work than you are at home? Do you allow the stresses of work to affect the way you speak to your family? Is the way you are at home affecting your words with coworkers? Were you raised in a home where words were used as weapons? And so you do the same thing now. Maybe... Were you raised in a home where words weren't used at all, so now you fear using words where words would actually bring freedom and heat and peace and healing to others now? Those are deep and heavy questions, but ones to consider nonetheless. I want to wrap up our time today in James 1, verse 19. I think that um, knowing that Wisdom comes from the bubbling brook, which comes from the foundation of Jesus. James 1.19 tells us exactly how we can apply uh, the teaching that we've had today. First thing is that we are slow to speak. The second one is that we are quick to listen. Being slow to speak not only helps us not to say things that are hurtful, but it also helps us not to wound those around us with words that we've not really thought through all that well or taken into consideration in a deep way. And then on top of that, we have the reality that we are quick to listen. It is only appropriate that we understand that when we listen well, we will be able to respond well. It is the listening ear and listening heart and listening spirit that is able to respond out of that bubbling brook. Of wisdom. So this week, y'all, my prayer for you is that we would watch our tongues, that we would ask the Lord to help us to draw wisdom from the bubbling brook so that our words would be ones not of division and divisiveness, but of love, peace, joy, and reconciliation within our communities and families. So uh, at the end of the service, today uh, on this video. We're going to have a couple questions for you. So whether you're alone or with friends, family, or a micro gathering, go ahead and think through those questions, maybe even write them down. They will be in the description on the video. So you can go ahead and uh, come back to the video and check them if you need be. Guys, thank you so much for being with us this morning. We love you. Peace be with you.